Welcome or welcome back to Prophetic Prayer Podcast. I am Kendra, your host, and today is January 26th, and we turn to Exodus in the Old Testament, and we are learning about the life of Moses. Moses went on to be raised by an Egyptian princess, or I should say adopted by an Egyptian princess, but raised by his own mother, and his own mother was able to actually get paid for taking care of him because she allowed herself to release her son, he came back. And so Moses lives a a pretty good life. And he is, one day he's witnessing these brothers fighting and he ends up killing the one that was wrong and burying him in the sand. And then people all find out about it and they start to say that he's a murderer And so it gets around to the Pharaoh, and the Pharaoh is going to have him killed. So he flees Egypt and goes off to another land where he's sitting by a well. And these women come to get water for their flock. And normally they have a really hard time doing this. But because Moses is there, he helps them, and they return back to their father very quickly. And the father invites Moses to come and eat dinner with them. And he ends up staying there and living and then eventually marries one of this man's daughters. So later on, he's tending to the flock and he's called out to this mountain where God is speaking to him. And... God is telling him to go and free the Israelites who have been slaved and held in captivity. And so he's receiving the full download from God. It's funny because anytime I'm wrestling with my guidance, Jesus will often say, don't be Moses. And I think a lot of people don't understand our humor back and forth because they would think like Moses, like he went, he... It was like a big deal, right? There was a whole law of Moses, a whole like Bible written after him, right? But what he means is it took Moses 40 years. What could have took him 40 days or 40 minutes if he would have just not wobbled, been obedient to God in every moment. But instead, he was sometimes occasionally more obedient to his doubts and his ego, I am not. And so some things to consider is is it safe or is it right at this time we see god for a nation instead of just an individual so like i was saying before i felt like when they were talking about your father's god they were talking about only reaching really like the higher self they weren't actually going all the way to the creator of our of our soul and that is what jesus brought forth And so Moses brought forth a God for an individual and a God for a nation. Moses often is in fear and doubt when God gives him a message or a mission. And he will say that he is slow of tongue and that he has a lisp. And God will say, did I not make your mouth? When he asks him questions like, why me? Every time he says, I am not, God says I am. And that is what God says when Moses asks him, Who shall I say that you are? 
and God says, I am. This is just really teaching us that when we have faith, there's endless opportunities in front of us. But while we're dancing in the darkness, in our unbelief, we'll only see obstacles. And so just look in your life where you're wrestling with your guidance that is coming from God. Now, your guidance is going to be different than the internal antagonist that often runs until we deconstruct that pattern. So just understand that if you think that God is a punishing God, or if God is constantly reprimanding you, or you are um, feeling like you can never live up to God's expectations, that's not God. That's the ego. Once again, masquerading as a voice of a higher self, a voice that knows better. And that's just to try to shame you into conforming. And that most likely comes from your parents or somewhere in your ancestry. This little program that runs that we all need to uninstall, it does us no good. Having shame as core self only leaves us fragmented. And so we go over to Matthew in the New Testament. Jesus' disciples are asking him why the teacher religious law insists Elijah must come before the Messiah comes. And this is where Jesus tells him Elijah has already come. And he is inferring to that John the Baptist was Elijah. And unfortunately, people treated him horribly. And they had no idea who he was when he came. And so, of course, this is right after John the Baptist had been killed. And Jesus is walking at the foot of this mountain where there's a large crowd waiting for him. And a man came and knelt down before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and into the water. So we brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, which he didn't actually say that, but okay, we'll go with that translation. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? He didn't say that either. He said, how long must I put up with your faithlessness is what he said. Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy it left him. From that moment on, the boy was well. After the disciples asked him privately why they couldn't cast out the demon, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth, that if you had the smallest amount of faith, smaller than a mustard seed, you could tell that mountain to move and it would move. A tax collector came to Peter and asked him, does your teacher pay temple tax? Yes, he does, Peter replied. Then he went into the house. But before he had a chance to speak, Jesus asked him, What do you think, Peter? Do kings tax their own people or the people they conquered? They tax the people they have conquered, Peter replied. Well then, Jesus said, the citizens are free. However, we don't want to offend them. Go down to the lake and throw in a line. Open the mouth of the first fish you catch, and you will find a large silver coin. Take it and pay the tax man for both. So Jesus is just showing that he doesn't need to abide by man's laws, but he is willing to appease him. He is willing to humble himself. He doesn't need to throw his weight around in those situations. And this brings me over to A Course in Miracles. 
my attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. And so this is beautiful because it really shows us that anytime that we feel unsafe, we have that attack thought and it is sending out that frequency which is going to be projected onto others and therefore projected onto us. And so if we could stop the cause of the effect of being attacked, we would start by changing our thoughts and then we wouldn't see the attack. And Jesus says, let my love unfold you in radiance of my glory. Sit still in the light of my presence and receive my peace. These quiet moments with me transcend time, accomplishing far more than you can imagine. Bring me the sacrifice of your time and watch to see how abundantly I bless you and your loved ones. Through the intimacy of our relationship, you are being transformed from the inside out. As you keep your focus on me, I form you into the one I desire you to be. Your part is to yield to my creative work in you, neither resisting it nor trying to speed it up. Enjoy the tempo of a God breath life, letting me set the pace. Hold my hand in a childlike trust and the way before you will open step by step. And I just realized that we read yesterday's, but that's okay. We'll read today's as well. Give up the illusions that you deserve a problem-free life. Part of you is still hungry for the resolution of all of your difficulties. This is a false hope. As I told my disciples, in the world you will have trouble. Link your hope not to your problem-solving in this life, but to the promise of my eternity, of problem-free in heaven. Instead of seeking perfection in this fallen world, pour your energy into seeking me, the perfect one. It is possible to enjoy me and glorify me in the midst of your adverse circumstances. In fact, my light shines most brightly through believers who trust me in the dark. That kind of trust is supernatural, a production of my undwelling spirit. When things seem to go wrong, trust in me. I am much less interested in the right circumstances than in the right response to whatever comes your way. And so it is. This is Kendra, and you can find me at KendraDivinePurposeMentor.com. Have a good day.